The band is called Fozzy. The song is called Grail, and it's handpicked by our very own Big J. Off the new album, Chasing the Grail, which is available now. And we're playing ourselves some Fozzy because lead singer of that band happens to be pretty famous, Big J. Yeah, he is. Little gentleman called Chris Jericho of WWE fame. Several time uh, heavyweight championship. I believe he was a tag team champion with the Big Show for a while as well, if he's not still. And uh, he is uh, on the phone with us this morning. So, uh, first of all, uh, good morning, Chris, man. How are you? Very good, very good. Just rocking. You are rocking, man. You're like in a metal band. Absolutely. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you for uh, for sending the CD in advance. Uh, Jay and I had a chance to, uh, to to listen to it, man. And it's it's pretty damn good, dude. we got to give you some props. Nice job. Well, thanks, man. It's actually, uh, you know, my band Fozzie's been together for 10 years now, and this is our fifth CD, so we must be doing something right to be able to last that long and keep putting out music. Definitely. It is one of those things where, of course, you're, you're known for, for the wrestling thing, but yeah, this band is something that, you, that you've taken seriously for the last uh, 10 years or so, and, and, and tell us a little bit about how it got together. How did the band form? Well, I've been playing in bands since I was 12 years old. I, I've been a musician a lot longer than I was a wrestler, and it was always kind of one of my dreams. I had two dreams when I was a kid, to be to be a rock star and to be a wrestler, and Growing up in Winnipeg, Canada, there wasn't a lot of options for uh, for music. There was like the Guess Who and the Crash Test Dummies, and that was about <laughs> it. So uh, wrestling was more of, of the way to, to, to get going. Um, but I still always continue to play music and, and write my own songs and that sort of thing. And about 10 years ago, I met up with a couple of guys that I still play with today, and we just um, were kindred spirits and started up a band and then just kind of started from there. And um, like I said, 10 years later, uh, I, I think... I think at first a lot of people thought, well, you know, Jericho's got a band, but it must be just some kind of a, you know, a fun thing or a novelty thing or whatever. The wrestling is wrestler is singing, but then um, when when they realized that the, the band was was legitimate and it was a kick-ass rock and roll band, I mean, our fan base worldwide now realizes that the music is is the most important thing, and it's either good music or it's bad music. And if you like it, it doesn't matter who's in the band. And I think uh, people are starting to realize that now after all this time. You know, with the busy schedule being a professional wrestler, I just wonder, do you get to play live very often? Because I have to I have to think that you would put on a hell of a live show just the fact that you know how to be on stage and be center of attention. I think it would be awesome. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, there's a lot of the same principles as far as taking the audience on a ride and making sure they have a great time, kind of being the, the party host uh, on stage and leading the charge. And, and, I mean, we have done hundreds of gigs over the years, and that's one of the reasons why our band is so tight and... Um, we really stuck a chord over the UK for whatever reason. We did really good over there in Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, even Australia. Um, so we we love playing over there. We're going back to the UK in May. We still do quite a lot of stuff in the States, too, whenever the opportunity arises. So it's important. that We put, we put on a great show, and like you said, there's a lot of energy there, and the guys in my band feel the same way as I do, that this is show business, and it's about kind of entertaining the people and taking them on a ride. That's what we do. You know, uh, people don't realize the travel schedule that professional wrestlers have. It's it's got to be one of the most crazy things in the entire world. How much you guys are on the road? Where do you find time to to practice and, and write your songs and get together and do that kind of stuff? Uh, like I said, it's, it's a passion of mine. It's something that I believe in. So you make time. You make time to make it happen. And I mean, we recorded this record, Chasing the Grail, uh, kind of without a deadline. We were able to to take our time and, and just kind of uh, do it when it was right and make it the best record we could make. And, and that's kind of the way we, we've treated it. Is, is when, the, when the time arises, we, we, we go out and do stuff, especially for, for, for live shows. I mean, obviously, like I said, we can't get a tour bus and, and crisscross the nation. But we can do shows, you know, on weekends and during the week and 
set aside, you know, a week here to do do a string of, of gigs. And um, if people weren't into it and weren't showing up and didn't care, it'd be a different story. But but every record we put out sells better than the last. I mean, this one is number one on iTunes, and it's uh, number six on the Billboard Eat Secret chart. So we're getting a lot of great results, which gives you the incentive to take the time to, to, to do more stuff. You know, uh, Nick mentioned the uh, the travel schedule, and then, of course, there's the punishment that your body takes, and, and you've been doing this a long time, and uh, I'm sure this has got to be something you're looking forward to at some point, being able to do the Fozzie thing full-time, right? Well, I mean, I, we would love to. I mean, I have no delusions of grandeur. I mean, will we ever be the next Metallica? Probably not, but am I very happy with the success that we've achieved? Absolutely. Am I happy with continuing to grow the band and build the Aussie brand with uh, with each passing you know year absolutely so it's something that like I said I I think it's it's, it's important for me to, to continue on and do as much as we can with the band and and uh, just kind of see where it takes us and and just go from there I mean we used to do shows. We would do a WWE show and then do a Fozzie show after. That was very taxing. That was very hard on, on, on me mentally and physically. So we probably won't do that anymore. But we do as much as we can, knowing that it's paying off and knowing that people are interested in what we're doing. Chris, you're obviously a dude that, that loves to rock, and that's that's what makes you uh, so damn awesome. So what, what are some influences that, that you guys take away in the, in the band Fozzie? Well, I mean, we love, obviously, you know, the, the, the Maiden and the Metallica, Ozzy, Scorpions, those type of bands. But we also have a, a fairly big 70s influence as far as, you know, Journey and uh, Bad Company and Sticks. We've got a lot of harmonies and melodies along those lines. We also have a very modern side to us as well. It's almost like a, you know, a Avenged Sevenfold uh, shine down type of thing going on. That's just because. Uh, the guys in the band have those influences as well, so we kind of have all these things and kind of uh, and put them into a, a fozzy blender, so to speak, and, and kind of turn out this. this it, it's interesting. One, one of the radio uh, radio hosts I spoke to said, "You know, there's, there's nobody that's really playing music this heavy and this melodic at this point in time." And we've kind of found a niche where where it is very heavy, but there's still a lot of vocal harmonies and and hooks going on as well. Well, we think it's awesome. And, and of course, uh, then there's the wrestling. And, you know, just curious, you've been doing this a long time. How do you feel the new media and all of the things that are available to people now have, have either uh, helped or, or maybe hurt uh, wrestling? Well, it's helped just in, just in exposure and awareness. And everybody can be an armchair quarterback, so to speak, and, uh, you know, kind of give their opinions on everything and have their opinions heard. There's a lot of guys that will work a match and, and then go directly to the Internet to check out how, how the reviews were and how they've done. Um, but I also think it's taken away a lot of the innocence of uh, fun of what it's like to be a fan. I remember when I was a kid, I didn't know what was going to happen next. I wasn't sure what the storylines are going to be. And now it's kind of all out there, mapped out for, for everybody to see or at least have the opinions to, 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 to see, to, you know, to know what's going to happen next. I think that kind of takes a little bit of the fun out of it. Yeah, but, you know, you obviously are, are one of the, the best in the business, and not only, uh, uh, you know, when you actually step inside the ring, but, dude, your mic skills are, are absolutely amazing. I think personality is one of the things that, that had been lacking in, in wrestling big time in, until you came around. Was it was it an easy transition for you to get on top of that microphone and just, you know, be that heel when you need to be the heel and be the good guy when you need to be the good guy? Well, I mean, when I first started in 1990, it was all about guys that were really big, and I was, you know, barely six feet tall and 200 pounds, and guys were six foot eight, 300 pounds, and very muscled and very, you know, very large. And, I, you know, I had to think of how am I going to be able to, you know, make it this business where it's based so much on size, and I figured out early on I would have to have the biggest personality and the biggest charisma. 
And that's what I did. I always worked on my personality more than anything else. And this is show business, man. I mean, you know, uh, and it's all about connecting with, with the audience. And that's always how I've been. That's how I made it to any place I ever made it to from my first match to right now. And it's the same way with, with Fozzie. I mean, it's about connecting with the crowd and, and, and letting people, um, <laughs> like you said earlier, taking them on a journey and making sure they have a great time and giving them their money's worth. So uh, that's kind of the attitude that I brought into the WWE as well. This is about um, entertainment, most importantly. And then flips and flops and, you know, 25-inch biceps are all fine and dandy. But if you're not, uh, you know, connecting with the crowd and making them want to pay to see you, then you're not, you're going to become irrelevant very quickly. Well, within the uh, emotional human conditioning, it's uh, it's awkward for one minute to hate your guts, Chris Jericho, and the next minute go, yeah, you're the man, and that's happened to me probably several times throughout your career. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Anthony Hopkins uh, plays Dr. Hannibal Lecter, but he doesn't really eat liver with a fine Chianti. <laughs> it's just the part that he plays on, on, on the show, and it's the same for me. I mean, Chris Jericho in the WWE is, is a jerk. It is uh, uh, an arrogant person. Uh, and that's but that's just the character that I play. It's not necessarily the same way in real life. You know, I've al- I've always wondered this because it's it's clear to me that, that you're taking this seriously. Has has anybody like have you ever ever faced any hurdles for the band? Like people going, oh man, this is this is just Chris Jericho from the wrestling. He's not really messing around. I mean, is it difficult for people to take the band seriously when from the outside looking in? Uh, it was. I mean, when we first started, being you know being a wrestler was a blessing and a curse. I mean, as many people as wanted to check it out because it was Jericho's band didn't want to check it out because of the same reason. So um, I think that, uh, uh, like I said, we had we had kind of a, uh, to swim upstream for a bit to let people know that, you know, yes, Jericho's a wrestler, but this is in no way, shape, or form a novelty. And I think that's one of the things that, they, you know, any band has to deal with. There always is some kind of a gimmick or some kind of a selling point, you know, uh, kiss with the makeup, so to, you know, for example. But, um you can't put makeup on a record. The music has got to deliver, and if the music is is bad, that doesn't matter what the gimmick is. And that's the thing with our band is, yeah, it's Jericho's band. But when you check it out, and and after, you know, like I said, after the years of doing this, people realize that it's good music. And after all, I can really care less if I'm a butcher, baker, or candlestick maker. They just know that I'm a singer in in, in, a, in a kick-ass rock and roll band. That's all that matters. Well, you're right about that, man. The band is awesome. They're called Fozzie. The WWE is going to be here on March 7th, actually, doing some stuff. So if you uh, want to go check that out, you certainly can. But for sure, man, pick up the uh, the Fozzie CD. It is great. And, Chris, dude, thank you for uh, for coming on the show, man. We certainly appreciate it, dude. Big time. No, thanks, all, man. I appreciate it. look forward to, uh, to coming back. All right, dude. Take care. Bye. X Workforce Traffic. Chris Jericho for the WWE talking about his band and wrestling. Good guy, man. I don't know how they keep it all together. You know, some wrestlers are really easy to talk to and others are, are difficult. He's a pro. Oh, man. Chris is fun to talk to. I could talk to him all day. So there you go. I'm sure he wouldn't want to talk to you all day. No, well, he's got better things. He's got rock music to write. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and we got to take a look at traffic. Here is Susie Black. Looking pretty good this morning on Interstate 84, east and westbound are moving along up to speed. Very nice drive so far. Nice and easy around the airport. In and outbound connector looking good. Mark your calendar. The Brundage Mountain Season Pass sale starts Friday. Save up to $170 over next season's full price for three weeks only. Be ready. For details, visit Brundage.com. I'm Susie Black, X Workforce Traffic. X Workforce Weather. It's brought to you by Max Muscle Sports Nutrition in Meridian. Get the Quadra Cuts Total Fat Burning System at the Max. It's the corner of Eustick and Eagle. Call 888-MAX7 for details. Here comes the weather expert, Scott Dorval's precision forecast from today's Channel 6 News. Well, for today and tomorrow, scattered rain showers.